Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's up, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Inside the Ring Podcast Network. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And folks, it is a fun episode today. We have some bonus content for you. As you all know, we have spent uh, the last week or so compiling a bunch of content, producing a bunch of content related to Hockey is for Everyone after getting the opportunity to partner up with the Columbus Blue Jackets to be the official fan correspondents of the Hockey is for Everyone initiative at Nationwide Arena last Monday when the Blue Jackets took on the Vancouver Canucks uh, and uh, secured a, a win in the shootout, Laura. Like nothing nothing like your most anxiety-inducing game to <laughs> celebrate uh, a cause that means so much to yeah it was uh definitely a it was a crazy busy day that ended with a crazy busy end of a game um but no we were very honored to be um asked to collaborate with the blue jackets um on a day and a cause that means so much to the two of us and you know we had just a it was just a really incredible opportunity i think it's important for us to say and you know, we do not take these opportunities lightly. Like this is um, never a thing that we ever thought would happen or be possible. And um, a lot of, not even a lot of it, all of it is thanks to the community that we have built here and the community that we were um, going to represent and support for Hockey is for Everyone. And um, we're excited to just share a little bit of our experience that day and some of the things that we got to do and um, some of the content that you'll hear in this episode, but as well as in additional um, episodes and videos that are coming out over the next few days. So yeah, it was just an opportunity that we are incredibly grateful for. Um, and yeah, we're just excited to see where it goes. Yeah, and, and I definitely want to emphasize the fact that like this is not something that the two of us take lightly at all. I mean, I think just having the opportunity to work a little bit behind the scenes and see some of what goes into making a day like this happen and to get a chance to talk to the people who make these events happen. I think, you know, it, it helps to put it into perspective, but I think it also humanizes it a little bit. I think that, you know, we get so caught up in the the daily grind of being fans that like we sometimes forget that there's this human element to it. And that's a pretty cool piece of it as well. And, you know, I, I always think that that's the fun part about what we get to do, which is tell the stories of those people and to be able to dive in a little bit deeper and you know the blue jackets gave us the opportunity to do that with a handful of people that you're going to hear from on this episode and like laura said and some some future content that we'll have planned for you know hopefully not only just like the days to come as part of this hockey is for everyone content but also maybe at, you know for the, the months and years to come and the seasons to come because you know uh, you know everybody who we had the opportunity to chat with was so gracious with their time and you know you could tell that they really enjoyed having the opportunity to talk about the causes that meant so much to them and that they really were excited to 
try to bring more people into the fold. And I think that, you know, I, we're always excited to tell those stories and, and this is no different. And that's exactly what we're going to start off this episode with is one of uh, the incredible interviews that we got to do while at Nationwide Arena on Monday. And first and foremost, it was with uh, Voris, which is the primary sponsor for the Columbus Blue Jackets Hockey is for Everyone Day. Uh, Voris is a law firm that was established in Columbus um, in 1909, and they have been consistently a leader and a um, forward-thinking organization that has been supporting um, diversity and inclusion efforts for the over 100 years of its existence. Uh, and we had the opportunity to sit down with the Director of Marketing and Communications, Jen House. And here is her interview. All right, everyone. We are pleased to be joined by Jen Hauser, the Director of Marketing and Communications for Voris. We're really glad to have you here with us today. I'm really glad to be here today. It's a fun day. It's Hockey's for Everyone, as everybody knows. And Voris plays a really big role in that. Do you mind sharing a little bit about just the role that Voris plays? Yeah, so we're the sponsor of the Columbus Blue Jackets Hockey's for Everyone initiatives. And uh, we've been in that role for six years now. So that means we basically underwrite all the fun things that happen during the game from bringing groups from the community together to um, like highlighting uh, somebody from the community in this beautiful video that we air every year um, to sort of making donations to the foundation to help make sure that uh, Hockey is for Everyone contributions uh, move forward more than just during this game. Awesome. So I read up a little bit about Voris and obviously you have a storied history, been established since 1909. Um, and you have a deep, deep, um, you know, commitment to community and to development and to diversity and inclusion. Can you talk a little bit more about why that is so important for um, your business and why you've continued for such a long time? To yeah. Um, so we were founded in 1909 on Gay Street and we are still located on Gay Street. So some people think that we are, we're still located in the building we were founded in, but we actually moved into that building in like the building we're currently in, in like 1911. So mm. almost as long as we've been <laughs> sure. founded, but we've been located on Gay Street um, for that long. So our commitment to Columbus has been, you know, 110 years and counting. And um, one thing, you know, when you think about Voris, we like for folks to also think about a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. We were the first firm in Columbus to hire a woman as a partner. Um, we were one of the first firms to have black partners. And so we really like to think, you know, going back in time, we were we were a firm of first, but we want to make sure going forward that we're continuing that commitment. And obviously that means now um, doing a lot more than just hiring people of color or hiring women. And so um, we do that through our community partnerships and through our hiring and uh, talent development, through our training programs, and really through trying to make sure that whatever we do, we invest in our people and we do what we can to make sure that they feel like they are uh, part of a place that really values them and the work that they do. So um, I always tell people when I started at Voris, when I was going through the hiring process, they, they keep talking about this thing called the Voris family. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was just like something people tell you. Hiring jargon, right? Every of place course. you hear about how like a work is like a yeah. family, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I've been there a little over 12 years. And honestly, it's true. Like I had went through a health episode a couple years ago, and I can't tell you the flowers, the food, the cards, and just checking in constantly from people who I barely worked with because they had heard that I was out on leave. And so it really does, it feels like a family. And um, I think that's really part of our culture and, and part of why diversity, equity, inclusion is so important to us. 
I mean, clearly kindness, one, but then two, also just the commitment to community, a commitment yeah. to diversity, equity, and inclusion has been foundational for Vervoris for, for forever. And so when you think about, you know, days like today, obviously you're doing the work within the community far more than just one day a year, but what is it about this specific event? Because I think maybe you're not even giving Voris enough credit. Voris <laughs> has been really instrumental, especially in a lot of the LGBTQIA plus initiatives mm -hmm. surrounding hockey is for everyone. Um, and it's so clear that that's important. So, you know, obviously the one day is important. So why why engage with this one day in the way that yeah. Voris does? But then also, what are some of the things that you're doing outside of, the, outside of this one day to make sure that this day matters so much? Yeah, so um, we obviously want to make sure that we're highlighting ways to break down barriers for hockey, both on and off the ice year round. And so um, some of the ways we do that, so we have these fantastic videos that we air in the arena during the game, mm -hmm. um, a shorter version. And then we have long, almost four to five minute versions of these videos that are available that we push out on social media through Boris, the Blue Jackets, that really tell stories about diversity in hockey, right? Mm -hmm. So that isn't necessarily LGBT focused sure. all the time, but like last year we highlighted the blind hockey team mm -hmm. and nobody even, uh, like I know I didn't realize that we even had a blind hockey team, right? And learning how they play, the way that they have this like little ball in their puck that makes noise yeah. um, so that they can follow it around was just really interesting. And watching them play during intermission last year, there were so many people that were just so inspired by them. And so one thing that we always like to do is not only do we like to share those videos and tell those stories and do what we can to amplify that year round, we also make contributions straight through the foundation to help support diverse groups in hockey in Central Ohio. So we're doing what we can to build up for the future. Um, and then obviously, you know, uh, Hockey is for Everyone has always had a component of pride to it. So this year, we're obviously excited about the pride component and having the folks get together and get their own special mm -hmm. pride uh, bags uh, for the day. Um, but then, you know, also we um, like to have the gay men's chorus here and support them. And uh, have made pride tape available to all the players so that hopefully during warmups, we'll see a lot of support for the community during warmups. And so um, there's always just so much that happens during this game and we're just so excited about it. And then also the, the other thing that we always love to see is hockey is for everyone, the Blue Jackets marching in the pride parade every year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about who you'll be featuring in today's video that you'll be debuting? Yes. So because it's Martin Luther King Day, we wanted to tell the story of one of the black athletes that's gone through the Columbus Ice Hockey Club. His name is Io Adenie. I might have said his last name wrong. I was practicing, but I'm, not, I'm never quite sure. Um, but he started playing uh, Columbus Ice Hockey when he was like four. Uh, and he came up through the program and he went on to play, or I think still plays, uh, Division II ice hockey at Adrian College. And they won the national championship, mm -hmm. Division II national championship recently. But uh, he comes back all the time and volunteers with the Columbus Ice Hockey Club to help make sure that their kids in the program that look like him know that there's a place for them in hockey. Because I think we all know you know, there's still sort of a diversity issue mm. with hockey, some more so than a lot of other sports. And so the more that youth can have folks that look like them that are skating and seeing success, the better off we'll be. And so uh, you'll get to see and hear his story and then he's going to drop the puck too. So um, he's just a super great guy. And we were so excited that the Jackets were able to say, let's tell his story this year. Um, but there'll be some other folks that we're going to hear from and stories that we'll tell today too that I, I can't, I won't give it away.
Perfect. Well, we love a surprise. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll hold on to it. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, maybe some folks are coming into learning more about hockey is for everyone. They're learning more about how they can make a difference within the Central Ohio community and especially within the hockey community. You know, from where you sit and being able to see some of this stuff happen, what do you think, what's your advice to the person who's looking to start doing this work, who's looking to start advocating for equitable experiences in sports and hockey? Uh, where, where do they start? Oh my goodness, that's a really good question. So, you know, I've been, like, this is one of my favorite days of the year and I've been a part of this partnership for all six years. Mm -hmm. And um, for us, you know, it really, it started with reaching out to the Jackets as a community partner. But one thing I've learned is there are so many volunteer opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so if you're interested in volunteering with ice hockey, the Columbus Ice Hockey Club and the Columbus, through the Columbus Parks and Rec Department has plenty of opportunities to volunteer mm -hmm. for their learn to skate programs to just like watching the kids like try to figure things out. Um, you can just go and volunteer once or more than once. Um, and I'm sure that there are other opportunities for other sports to do that as well. And so, you know, the, the thing about sports is I played, I never played hockey, but I played soccer and basketball all mm. through my high school experience. And the thing about sports is it really does bring people together and it teaches kids so much about teamwork and leadership and sort of breaking through barriers whether it's your team or your own personal things mm -hmm. to get better. And so sports are just super important for everyone. And so um, I always encourage folks to find opportunities to volunteer, to give back. And we have so many different ways in Columbus. Um, and the Blue Jackets offer so many opportunities mm -hmm. as well. So um, you can learn about some of those programs on the Hockey is for Everyone website that the Blue Jackets have. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And as two people who pride themselves on wanting and helping to make hockey a more welcoming and open uh, place for everyone in this community and growing the game itself, we can't thank you and Lori's enough for the incredible work you do with helping the Blue Jackets bring Hockey is for Everyone night, um, you know, making it as big of a deal as it should be. So thank you. And thank you so much for joining the, us today. The thing that I will say, just to end, I couldn't leave without saying this, that Hockey is for Everyone is a league-wide initiative, right? So every every single team has a Hockey is for Everyone game, but not every team does it the way that we do it mm -hmm. here. And I really think we have something special here in Columbus. And, um, you know, we've heard that from others, and I know the Jackets have as well. And so um, I just want to remind everybody that we have a really special community, mm -hmm. right? We are really... Columbus is a really special place, and we shouldn't take that for granted. Absolutely. Well, if folks want to keep up with Voorhees and all the work that you're doing within the community, what's the best way that they can uh, find out outside of the Hockey's for Everyone website for the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets yeah. specifically, but um, where, where can we find us? So you can find us at www.vorysvoorhees.com, or you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, we have tons of stuff. We post a, a ton of stuff on our social media about things we're doing in the community not just here in Columbus, but in the other places where our law firm has offices. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jen. We appreciate it. No problem. And so, again, when we talk about, like, you know, you see a name next to an initiative and you think, okay, like, these are the people, right? Like, these are the people that are behind it. And, you know, folks like Jen, who are doing really great work at a place like Voorhees, is uh, just another prime example of you don't have to necessarily be a, you know, uh former hockey player or coach or an executive to be able to make a difference in this sport. And, you know, sometimes it's just about instilling the values that you have 
in your own personal life into the sports that you love. And in a case like Vori's, the values, like you had mentioned in the intro and like Jen talked about pretty extensively in the interview, it's the values that Vori's has had ever since its, its inception in 1909. It's, you know, the foundations of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's why this initiative means so much. This Hockey is for Everyone initiative means so much to Vori's is because it aligns directly with those values. And it's the hometown hockey team for them. Obviously, they have um, some clients and some work in other cities, but obviously Columbus is near and dear to the hearts of Vori's. And, you know, we're, we're really grateful to uh, have partners like this to present initiatives like this because, you know, it takes a village and kudos to Voris for, for doing that for this Hockey is for Everyone initiative. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, we need more companies like that that are there to push um, for more inclusive and um, welcoming spaces, whether it be in their own business practices or out in the community. Uh, Voris is really taking those big steps to make sure that they are known for that. Uh, within the Columbus community and beyond. Um, but again, I think they're a very valuable uh, partnership for the Blue Jackets to have. Um, and, you know, they specifically want to make the Hockey is for Everyone game each year um, as great as it possibly can be. And they've been very influential in that over the last, I believe, six or so years that they've been sponsoring um, Hockey is for Everyone. Yeah, and I will say the other group or the other, um, you know, program that, you know, Jen mentions quite a bit in her interview is actually the Columbus Blue Jackets Foundation. The Columbus Blue Jackets Foundation, as we all know, is the Blue Jackets in-house initiative. It's it's the chief philanthropy work. It's where all of the money comes and it's where the Blue Jackets then make executive decisions, or I should say the foundation makes executive decisions as to where that money um, best aligns with the mission of the foundation. And, uh, you know, who better to talk to you about the foundation's mission than Andy Cochran, who is the executive director of the Columbus Blue Jackets Foundation. We had an opportunity to talk to her a little bit about, you know, this initiative and the foundation's role in it, her role in it as the executive director, its importance within hockey is for, or within, um, you know, hockey is for everyone and the, the day and thinking through how this work continues through more than just the hockey game itself. So uh, we're going to turn it over to this interview with the executive director of the CBJ Foundation, Andy Cochran. So we are lucky to be joined here by Andy Cochran, who is the executive director of the Columbus Blue Jackets Foundation. So mm -hmm. it's great to be here with you. You as well. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of Absolutely. course, of course. And obviously, like the title's great, but what does that mean in reality for you? What does a day-to-day -day look like? What does the role hold for you? Yeah, well, um, every day is a little different, um, but at the end of the day, what we're really doing is trying to connect our brand in our community and help make um, a difference um, in our community. So we're very focused on families, children. Um, you know, when you look at our foundation lens, we are very philanthropic mm. in our efforts of supporting various nonprofits, you know, whether it's pediatric cancer or removing barriers to the game of hockey education um, or making sure kids have a safe space to play mm. that encompasses a lot of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis on building those relationships and really understanding kind of what's going on in our city mm. awesome and you know the, one of the bigger reasons we're here today is because today's hockey is for everyone here at nationwide arena for the columbus blue jackets and we know that you are integral in bringing this event um, to 
uh, the Blue Jackets every year. So how has that process been for planning this year's event? Yes, well, um, you were giving me a, a very big title there. Um, <laughs> there are hundreds and several people that are very integral in putting this event together. Um, you know, from the foundation and community lens, we're here just to kind of help bring awareness and storytelling. But I mean, you know how it is, putting the product mm -hmm. on the ice, the game that goes on, there's a lot of individuals. So um, it truly is a team effort in our front office. When we um, identify the date for this game, when our schedule comes out, we have planning meetings and we look at, you know, what what are the things we wanted to do last year that maybe we just you know, didn't have sure. the capacity to do last year? And so how do we kind of amplify every year and make sure that we're telling um, the stories of diversity within our game, whether it is um, on the ice or off the ice and in the stands? So, I mean, Hockey is for Everyone is a, an effort that takes place across the entire NHL. Teams will take on their variations of it throughout the year. And so for you and the role that you play, you know, how does... Uh, you know, that work in terms of collaborating with other teams or mm -hmm. responding to different, um, you know, criteria for the night and just kind of making sure that you're playing nice in the sandbox while also still trying <laughs> to do the things that you're looking to do um, as the Columbus Blue Jackets for a night like Hockey is for Everyone. Yeah, it's a great question. I appreciate you asking. So, you know, Hockey is for Everyone is a league-wide initiative. Um, so as an organization, we take one evening to really blow it out. But you need to be realistic in that we're doing hockey is for everyone year round. So this mm -hmm. is just an extension of the work that we're doing year round. Mm -hmm. And we're rooted in our sport. So how do we foster more inclusive communities through our sport? How do we storytell and diversify our game through our sport, right? So um, specific, like to this evening, there's 32 teams, right? We're fortunate that we're in the one of 32 these mm -hmm. days. And each market has a different um, objective and a different focus of what they do. Um, you know, ours has really been about how do we remove barriers to the game to make sure that every boy and girl has the opportunity to play this game we love. Mm -hmm. And there's many ways to do that, right? Identify the barriers. It could be financial barriers. It could be access to a play space barriers. It could be equipment. It could be education, right? It, there's so many barriers. And so that's as an organization, we come in to make sure that we can remove those barriers. So if there's a, if there's a kiddo here in central Ohio that wants to play hockey, we are making sure that that is a possibility for them. That's amazing. And you all, uh, the Blue Jackets have the unique opportunity to host their Hockey is for Everyone night on Martin Luther King Day. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some special things that we will be seeing today during the game that sort of reflects that tie into also celebrating Dr. King, but also hockey is for everyone at the same time? Yeah, so um, unique opportunity this year that when the schedule came out um, that we were able to align two wonderful initiatives on the same day that, uh, are, that are aligned. So when you think of how we're removing barriers to the game, um, we've got the black sports professionals here um, doing a panel with um, individuals who are leading diversity of the mm -hmm. game in our community. Um, uh, there's a mom on the panel who talks about going through it with her child. Um, we've got Io, who will be mm -hmm. our ambassador tonight, who will be dropping the puck. And he's on that panel talking to that as well. And so it was an opportunity to get you know, maybe an audience that's been interested in our game, but wasn't really sure how to get involved. Mm -hmm. And so by inviting the black sports professionals to come to our building prior to today's game, meet with these individuals, it's hosted by Jean-Luc, 
Mm -hmm. um, so he's able to tell his story as well, and he's wonderful. Um, and that's just one way that we're able to tie it in. And then we're also telling the story of Io, um, which I'm sure that you will have the opportunity, if you've not already, to meet him. He is a wonderful, wonderful young adult. Uh, he's a, not a young adult. I guess he's an, an adult at this point. Um, <laughs> but, you know, talking about he grew up not even thinking hockey was a sport for him. Same for his family. They never would have thought of that. And through the efforts of Columbus Ice Hockey Club, they were exposing children right here in the core of Columbus how to get involved in hockey. And Io stepped foot on the ice and he never looked back. Mm -hmm. And he has built so many um, just character development from it. You know, he talks about how he tried out for a um, travel team here locally, didn't make it, but that didn't stop him. He worked as hard as he could that season. The next year tried out made the team. So he made our AAA program from there, went on to earn a scholarship in college to be able to play hockey, um, has played at the highest level at NCAA, winning a championship, bringing it all back together. So he is our ceremonial puck drop for today. And we'll be telling his story as an individual of color that had the opportunity to play hockey. And now he gives back and volunteers, which goes back to the spirit of Dr. King. Absolutely. And I know, you know, obviously, like you said, and I think this resonates with us in our show, and I think it resonates with a lot of Blue Jackets fans, is that this work doesn't just take place during the Hockey is for Everyone event. It takes place year round. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to see that happen. You're obviously fortunate enough to see that happen in the work that you do. What What is one way that you think that Blue Jackets fans and Columbus community members can make a difference in the sport of hockey um, and can make the sport more accessible to as many people who are interested in playing the sport as possible? Yeah, that, another great question. Um, I would say, you know, there's two ways. Um, one, to uh, get involved, get involved in the game. Um, you know, you don't have to put on the equipment and the skates and get on the ice to be involved. You can come to a game, you can watch it on TV, you can talk about it with your mm -hmm. friends, right? Consume the game in the way that feels comfortable for you, whether maybe it's e-gaming, right? Mm -hmm. Getting involved that way. Um, so if you're looking to, right, pick up the sport in some way. Um, if you are interested in putting on the gear, putting on the skates, you know, our chiller ice rinks have beginner skating programs for, for us, mm -hmm. for adults, they've gotten for kids. Um, they even have a um, intro to hockey for women. Um, women's league, I've gone out there with them a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. There's a women's league here in town, which is amazing to play for. Um, so that's one side, right? Get involved. What is the right, find the way that fits you. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other way I would say is if you have the means, right, to financially support. So what the mission of the foundation is the health and wellness of children in central Ohio. All season long, we raise funds on game nights specific to tonight's game. All funds that we raise will be going back to our grants we award in the community to mm -hmm. remove barriers to the game. So, you know, get your 50-50 ticket when you come to the game. Or if you're at home, you could do it online. Yeah. You don't have to be here. Um, we've got an amazing jersey raffle tonight um, that really talks about United by Hockey. And you can see it through the visibility of the jersey. Mm -hmm. We've got um, mystery pucks that are signed by our players. Um, we've got Stand With Us or Stand Together shirts um, for sale as well. So just a small way that individuals in the fifth line can get involved in our efforts of removing barriers. And then those funds go and support, um, you know, after school all stars, their street hockey programs, Columbus Rex and Parks, their street hockey programs, mm -hmm. um, special hockey to make sure that every child with any cognitive developmental delays can play hockey sled hockey. I mean, it goes on and on and on the way that our funds are able to impact the community. But those are the two ways I would say that the fifth line can get involved. Awesome. That's awesome. So we're halfway through the season. And obviously, yeah. this is a, a big night throughout the season. But what do you have coming 
in the second half that you want people to know about or look forward to? <laughs> yeah, well, there's so much. There's so much to look forward to. Um, one of our special events coming up is the Cannonball. Hmm. Um, so that is the foundation's largest fundraiser of the year. This year we have a um, blues music themed Ooh. event. Oh yeah, uh, don your fedoras, yes. get on your velvet suits, right? Um, so that is an exciting event that we have going on. Um, it's on February 8th, um, tickets are on sale so fans can still purchase tickets if they're interested. Mm -hmm. It'll be at Kemba Live, uh, full team event, right? Opportunity to mingle with our players, management, hockey operations. Um, and then the other one I think is really exciting is Earlier this year, we announced our million dollars in grants that we awarded to the Central Ohio community. Um, those projects are all going to start coming online the mm. second half of the season. You know, whether it's a low ropes course for Girl Scouts, uh, we're working with Ward YMCA in the Near East Side to be able to help fund a playground to give that community a safe space for kids to play. Um, there's a lot of those stories that are about to unfold that are coming out. Um, but then we also have our grant application that will open um, in April where nonprofits that align with the foundation's mission can also apply to receive funding. Awesome. And Andy, this has been so enlightening. I know that the two of us yeah. have learned, loved learning about all the things that the foundation does. Where can fans keep up with the foundation? How would you encourage fans to stay in, in touch with the things that are going on uh, across the community here in Columbus? Yeah, a number of ways. Um, so obviously our website is our hub for all of our information. Um, bluejackets.com slash foundation. And there you can kind of go down the interests that you have. Um, you know, we also use hashtag CVJ gives back that you'll see a lot of information pushed out on the team. So if you do a search for that, and then lastly, if you're interested in getting involved um, from a financial standpoint and you want to participate in the $10 raffle ticket for jerseys or bid on silent auction, um, they can go to CBJ auction or sorry, you can text CBJ auction to seven six two seven eight. Perfect. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you, Andy. Absolutely. Andy is just so passionate about what she does. Like I just loved her energy and the creativity and the passion that she brings to the foundation and to the expansive team that she has that helps her not only put on these events, but to plan out each and every year for um, how the foundation is going to bring in more funds, but then how those funds are like so intricately dispersed uh, throughout all of the different community initiatives, um, particularly Hockey is for Everyone, um, and how they really do not only just celebrate Hockey is for Everyone on that one game day, but really try and keep that message throughout all of the work that they do um in in making more inclusive spaces and creating more opportunities particularly for the youth in central ohio to really make the sport more affordable more accessible and more inclusive um and it's just such a you know great thing i think i've told this story before but one of the things that made me really jump into being a columbus blue jackets fan was the community work that they did and the initiatives that they did to uh, or that they do to make, to bring the community in and to give back to the community. So Andy was just so fun to talk about and, or not talk about, but talk with, um, and just to see how, how much she wants to build the foundation and grow it even more. And I think anything is possible and they're, you know, on to big, big things in the future. 
No doubt. And, and I think, you know, you kind of set me up for a nice little segue into another thing that I know we wanted to touch on a little bit here. And that is, you know, you touched on just how much the Blue Jackets Foundation really supports youth hockey initiatives. And we I got an opportunity over the course of this week to really talk to some folks that were at the intersectionality of youth and then, you know, some other identity groups, right? Whether that be, you know, uh, different like race backgrounds and ethnic backgrounds or whether that be ability backgrounds. And so, you know, we have an opportunity to share some of those stories more intentionally over the course of the next couple of days. So be on the lookout for that content. Laura will plug it at the end, I promise. Uh, if she's consistently doing one thing on the show, it is that. So be on the lookout at the end of the show for that plug. But, um, you know, we had an opportunity to talk specifically to um, one one young woman, a young one girl. Uh, her name is Cora Marquez, and she is a member of the Ohio Blades hockey team. And she uh, skated at intermission uh, with the Blades hockey team, along with other folks of varying abilities. And they were able to skate on the big ice, and it was a lot of fun to watch everybody there as well. So again, another opportunity for representation in the sport that I know you and I believe is just so important. Yeah. And I can't wait for people to um, get to see some of the footage of, of Cora that we've gathered um, as she's out playing with her friends um, on the ice. She just loves the freedom that um, sled hockey has given her. And she, you can see it in her face when she's on the ice. She just is um, on cloud nine. Um, and some of her responses to our questions are just um, so endearing and charming to just a girl who loves hockey, uh, regardless of her limitations. Uh, she just absolutely adores the sport of hockey. And it's really given her a, a new level of freedom and independence. Um, but that's going to be included in a very special separate video that's all about kids and how they see hockey as for everyone. And it will include Cora's interview as well as our interview with four of the Bennett children um, who are um, making their way and paving a path for more Hispanic and Latina people uh, to be represented in the sport of hockey. Um, and they also were a hoot and a holler to um, interview. So we've got some really fun content with the kiddos coming up very, very soon. Yeah, that should be a good time. I'm looking forward to seeing how that whole thing comes together. Uh, well, you know what? If, if, if I have not cut my teeth as a producer before, it has hopefully happened this week. Hopefully the content has been up to snuff. And if it hasn't, don't ever tell me. Nobody can ever tell me. But, um, you know, obviously this whole thing was a celebration of, of community, right? And I thought it was really cool. The Blue Jackets were able to celebrate some folks um, or some communities rather pregame by hosting some different, you know, pregame, you know, uh, festivities, whether that be panels or, you know, just having the opportunity to gather and be in community and to have an opportunity to win some swag, some raffles, all that kind of stuff. And so that was a lot of fun to see. There was, um, you know, a really awesome opportunity for, um, you know, black hockey players and, and young black youth to be able to go and, uh, you know, have a presentation here from folks like Jean-Luc Grandpierre and learn about just the, um, you know, his story and then also have an opportunity to just like learn more about how they can be there too, right? And like to see themselves in that space was really awesome. And then we had the opportunity to check out the um, the Pride uh, pregame festivities, and that was a lot of fun as well. There were a handful of people there who were partying it up, which was a really good time. And we had the chance to give some stuff away. That was way too much power. I don't know about that for us ever again. I 
<laughs> yeah, we made for some really entertaining, like, raffle prize drawers. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, and it was a, an interesting opportunity that was given to us. Um, and the group was real troopers. Like, they were just like, look at these people who are apparently slightly more important than the rest of us in the room. Um, and we so we were weren't, but reaching we... In a people and pulling out raffle tickets. So We tried. I... Can't wait for the group photo. I need. I cannot wait to find the group photo. We need to. Oh my god! I think I. I think I blocked that out. I totally <laughs> forgot until right now that we took a group photo. We did take a group photo, so we need to be um, on the lookout for that. Shout out to the to the Blue Jackets for that one. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see that. Oh, I, yeah. I was a mess during that like hour of time. Oh, and shout out to the team photographer who is an Ohio University alum. I don't know his name. I forgot it. I am so sorry. <laughs> We talked about whomever you are. We had a lovely time speaking. We to did. You. Yeah, you were wonderful. Um, and thank you for taking our group photo. Thank you and so I much. Can't wait to see it. Burn um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it with fire. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That but no, it was, it was such a lovely like little pregame celebration, um, and it was so nice to give give some really nice prizes out to some. Uh, pretty deserving members of the fifth line, and I have to tell this story because <laughs> because it is maybe one of my favorite parts of the day because it's like what felt I... like the most casually us part of the day. Oh, okay. Which is, we we got into the like uh, the um, VIP like the Pride VIP package meet like, situation like right as it opened like so like we were like there with like the first like six people that got there when i say six i mean like literally it was six and <laughs> so i'm like just sitting down and like shooting the shit with these people and like for a second we're like if y'all are the only ones here like it's four out of six, like it's four raffle prizes like it's four out of six odds i it might work out pretty well for y'all and i I'm just here to say one shout out to those people. I hope that at least one of you we converted into a listener, and if not, oh well. But if if it is, hey. Um, but I will follow that up by saying, two out of four of them did. Two out of six of them, I should say, did win prizes. They did. So I mean, like, it, it could have been worse. Like <laughs> it could have. And there did lot, end up being. There way were a lot more people. people. Yeah, I was gonna say there were a lot more people. <laughs> afterward but like it was just funny to me that like the out of the first six people that came two of them won prizes i was like oh okay that's funny and the um, guy that told us he would not win did not win did not win he was right yeah sorry right. about that man um but that's rough oh, shit <laughs> sorry anyway um <laughs> moving on you know we had the chance uh to do a little bit of like i don't want to say like billy on the street because like i'm not billy and you're not billy yeah, we were not running up to people shouting questions in their face. And neither one of us is bold enough to do that. No. <laughs> I'm like not, I like don't have the, I do not have the physical appearance of being unassuming. And so like if I run up on somebody, like I'm not convinced that I'm not going to get like, like some defensive maneuver thrown on me. And like, it's not, it's going to hold up in court. Like whatever people choose to do to me, like it's going to stand. And I have a higher likelihood of walking up to someone and just immediately turning around. Like, yeah, I, I could just, see that. I just am not, 
you wouldn't think so, being as there are hundreds of hours of me recording myself talking about shit. You actually um, do a really good job when when we hit rec- like when we like turn it on, even if we're like at a thing like we were on Monday. Like you did a really good job the whole time of being on, even if you weren't being recorded. Yeah, no, I I was exhausted after oh, Monday. Oh, I was so tired. I was like, oh, this can't be my full-time job ever in my life. Like, like this is I just, my face hurt from smiling and, like, being cordial. And I just, like, my pop, my back hurt from trying to have, like, decent posture, which I don't have. So, like, forcing it um, was really difficult. And then also just, we'll briefly talk about one thing towards the end of the episode. But, like, the other situation we were put in where, we're like, we were fully on eyes all like for a lot of time was also (laughs) very stressful (laughs) so um great but very stressful um and just very close quarters but so yes it was it was a time but no but neither of us did not run up on anybody yes we did not long story short we did not run up on anyone but we did have an opportunity to speak with three very lovely individuals um on the concourse about what hockey is for everyone means to them and now you'll get to hear their little stories so here you go what's up everyone i'm here with my friend madigan here at hockey is for everyone and madigan i have to know what does hockey is for everyone mean to you hockey is for everyone means including you know a community people are less fortunate than you and giving a voice those that don't feel like they have one in this sport which is how i'm growing up irish and has a disorder like this night means a lot to me personally absolutely the inclusion of people that really need it that representation definitely Thanks, Madigan. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, we're here with fun of the show, Megan. And Megan, it is Hockey is for Everyone Day. So we are asking fans, what does Hockey is for Everyone mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think Hockey is for Everyone means pretty much what the name says. Every single person from every background, from everywhere, has a place in hockey. I think especially when I like look out at the like concourse today in Columbus, there's people wearing jerseys from different teams. We have people in wheelchairs. We have just like people wearing pride stuff. And it's just like, even if Columbus maybe isn't like your home team, it's still like a place for you to enjoy hockey and the sport and just everything that it represents. So I think it's just like, there's a place for every single person in hockey. And if you, because you are someone that I brought into the game, so if you were, uh, or you had a person that was looking to go to a hockey game or start hockey, what would you say? Oh, um, get a pretzel when you come in and then sit down and just like enjoy the vibe. Uh, I think that it helps if you kind of pick a person. I picked someone who's no longer here, but Pierre-Luc Dubois, because we were born in the same year, so that I had someone to root for, because I had no idea what hockey was, and that super helped. Uh, so yeah, just enjoy the concessions, enjoy the atmosphere, and just like come to a game. And take it all in. And take it all in. What's going on, everyone? This is Jeremy with Subjectively Speaking, and I'm here with my friend Theodore. <laughs> and we're celebrating Hockey is for Everyone here tonight at Nationwide Arena. So, Theodore, can you tell me just what Hockey is for Everyone means to you and why it's so important? Yeah, so for me, it means building a community where everyone feels like they can be um, accepted and loved 
um, and like brought up, uh, especially in you know a sport that doesn't have a history of being the most accepting. But uh, being able to see uh, so many people getting to celebrate different identities and backgrounds um, is so assuring for someone like me who grew up with this sport. Absolutely. Well, hold on, pause. The sign game is incredible. It's incredible. So nothing but the best out here for hockey is for everyone. Thank you, Theodore. Enjoy Thank the game. You. So we kind of lied. And I'm just now realizing that we kind of lied in the setup of this of this segment. We did? I chased after Theodore. <laughs> oh, you did. I actually had no idea where you were going. So, yes. So, for folks who maybe have, and we retweeted it, I think, but there is a pretty, like, great photo of Theodore holding his sign of um of the sign he made for hockey's for everyone and um talks about like finding home i'm sorry i don't have the like direct quote like on on my brain right now but um I think it's it really... i found a home in hockey yes yeah, yeah i think you're right yeah, yeah yeah but i had a really lovely road with the trans pride flag and it was just really well done and i was really glad that the blue jackets featured it uh the way that they did but i saw him walking like <laughs> across the concourse when we were standing at the cannon and i went I have to run after them. I have to go get that person and see if they will talk to us because that's a really great sign. So I sprinted after the human, got them, and I'm like, would you do this? And he was like, absolutely. I'm like, what's your name? What's your pronouns? Hey, how's it going? Theodore, yeah. I'm like, what's up, my man? Like, this is great. And he was great. I, and I have literally this Theodore now. Literally, this all happened in the span of like 30 seconds. It and was Me- intense. Megan and I were standing there and had absolutely no idea what was happening. Because like you said something, but it wasn't audible. Like I'm sure it was audible in your head, but it was not audible out loud. And then you just took off with the lapel mics. And I was like, okay, do we stand here or do we follow him? Or you made but the then right you choice. eventually came back. So. Yeah, you knew you knew that I was gonna come back because, frankly, I had to. <laughs> Would I be to leave you there? That's true. I also think I mean no. I think you did have your phone, but nonetheless. Um, but yeah, yeah at that was, point I hadn't died yet. My phone did die in the midst of this adventure. Everybody, that was great. It did. Um, but yes, we did have uh, the opportunity to to speak with those three lovely people and just get um, a little bit more personal understanding of what a day like Hockey is for Everyone means to uh, different people. And it was just so lovely to, to get those opportunities. And we just had like such a great day on Monday. Um, just the whole experience from start to finish was so good. Um, and we feel, like I said, very fortunate to have had this opportunity and very grateful to the Blue Jackets for asking us um, to, you know, be guests of honor and be the community correspondents. Um, so much fancier than we actually are. Uh, but it just, it was a really, really great day. And I think now is the appropriate time to do the like 90 seconds of where we talk about where we sat during the game. It was really stupid. We sat in between the benches. We sat in what's called... The the ice box, ice box, which is this little tiny, not even kidding, like four by four space in between the two benches with four folding chairs, like not even real chairs and these like rickety wooden steps that are literally like the floor is literally like the ice, but with like 
plywood over top of it. And not less than a foot away from me was Mr. Jody Shelley himself in his little box. And then a like, foot away from me was, was Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was really weird. Like, we couldn't have been more on the ice if we were playing. There are a significant number of clips of us. Like, barely. Like, barely. But there's the one of Marchie scoring. Is that the NHL potion? Yes, scoring the winning shootout goal. Yeah. Where we are so clearly there. Well, we are. Just, like, so clearly two random people just in between... The two benches. Well, and that's the worst because the one thing that we didn't mention as a part of all of this is that we were celebrated with lovely humans beside us because our friend of the show, who was a part of this episode actually in our little interview segment, um, Megan sat with us during the second period. And then my friends here from uh, Grand Rapids, Brie and Allison came down alongside and sat with us in the first period. So naturally the periods that we're alone, <laughs> like it's just, just us and like nobody else to take the attention away from us. It's like just us. And, and it's, it's like, like just so because of how it's set up, like you really can't even see like the people that are sitting in the actual like stands behind us. Cause it's just the benches and then us. And then the other bench. And I like, I thought if we were going to be on camera at any point, it was going to be during the puck drop, like at the like the like ceremonial puck drop. No, where you can't see us at all during that. And I was like, okay, we were safe. And then I saw the game winning goal, and I went, oh man. (laughs) And I know we had to have been on TV too because they do, you know, point to Jody Shelley quite frequently. Um, Oh God. But I think I know. can watch the replay on ESPN Plus. Probably. Jesus. I should should I do that at some point? Yeah, probably. Just make sure it's I'm no, we waited until <laughs> TV timeouts to eat the hot dogs. I finished my second one during the game, but I like did it specifically when I like didn't feel like we were on TV. <laughs> Yeah, no, I waited for TV timeouts because I already have self-conscious and refused to become a meme. I cannot become a meme of eating a hot dog on hockey. It's for everyone night. No, you cannot. Well, I'm wearing a pride shirt. (laughs) Um, But I did get asked by um, our lovely friend Morgan, um, who is also part of our Hockey is for Everyone content and her children, about who gave me more butterflies to be near Elvis or Jody Shelley. And I said both of them, but only one of them acknowledged my existence with a 10,000 watt smile and a wave. So thank you, Mr. Jody Shelley, for acknowledging that I was literally six feet, from, six inches from you and all of your notes. Just so many notes. Anything good on those? I couldn't focus i just knew that Vronkov kept looking at them and i was like it's probably it was to be fair probably a lot of numbers probably but i just don't know that he was going to get much from the written version of what jody was using probably it was i will say that that'll be my last thing on it i will say that i found myself almost watching the benches more than I watched the game because like I think it was just fascinating to see some of how that was happening it felt like the changes were like so much slower I don't know it uh yeah 
Uh, yeah, it was. I made, just I made eye contact with Jack Rosovic a couple of times, and that was weird. So. There were in the third period. There were some hits right in front of us, so I know we're on. Yeah, Kent Johnson got straight up smashed into the glass right where we were sitting. Dimitri Vronkov put somebody on their ass right next, like right in front of us too, didn't he? Ian Cole. Oh yeah, damn. Yeah, and I remember looked- <laughs> someone from our bench yelled, "Take a seat, Cole." Yeah, and I like told you, I said, "I know Ian Cole's not that old, but doesn't he look tired? Like, doesn't he oh, yeah. look? He tired? looks very and tired." And Vronkov could not have given two shits about knocking him on his ass. So he was having a good time. But well, friends, I think that that wraps up our hockey is for everyone bonus episode. But I don't know these. You know, this is a weird day. We've released two episodes at once, so I'm not sure if you're listening to this episode before (laughs) or after our other episode that we released today. If you're listening to this episode before our other episode, fair warning. That one could get violent. Um, also, for context, if you listened to that other one first, we haven't recorded that one yet. So, like, we are, we have, like, all of that energy inside of us still. So, like, I need everybody to know that. So, if people don't think that this is a profession, know that it is. It is. I'm getting Truly. an idea. Well, before I start screaming, Laura, tell the good people where they can find our content. Yes, uh, you can find us on our personal Twitter accounts at ITR Jeremy and ITR Laura. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking, especially YouTube these next few days as we post these really incredible interviews that we've gotten to do there's so many more to come so please keep i mean we'll post them on all of our socials but youtube is really where they're going to be posted because they are long ones but really check that out uh and then we have a lovely website you can visit subjectlyspeaking.com oh i almost forgot (laughs) uh we do have a merch store so if you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch and exchange you can check out subjectlymerch.com and lastly you can rate review and subscribe at whatever podcast podcast platform you're listening to us on uh, particularly apple Podcasts. you can scroll on down hit five stars it is our favorite number and yeah other than that we just feel so fortunate and we love and appreciate you all so much that we do and i will do my best side additional note to all the plugs to include the handles for everybody who was featured on this episode in our show notes so you'll give them a follow there as well show them some love uh and we'll make sure that uh we keep up with you there and make sure that you take care of yourselves make sure that you take care of one another and remember especially right now uh on this episode of any but especially always remember the hockey is for everyone and we really do truly mean everyone take care we'll talk to you soon we love and appreciate you so 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 much bye